Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Walker. Each week, I get to talk to amazing women about their epic adventures in motherhood. I'm so glad you joined us. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Epic Mom Podcast. I'm super excited about my conversation that I had with Jennifer Peel, and I can't wait to share it with you. She is an author, mother of three, grandmother of two, and you're going to love all of the things we discussed. Enjoy. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. My guest today is Jennifer Peel. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Uh, so I am, uh, my name's Jennifer Peel, and uh, I have three kids. Um, I've been married for almost 26 years. Uh, we uh, lived in Alabama for quite a long time, for 13 years, and we just moved to Utah about six months ago. Um my two older daughters are married, and um, they each have a baby, so I'm a grandma. I have a little granddaughter who will be a year old uh, next month, and my grandson just turned um, eight months old, and they are just the, as cute as they can be. We just love them so much, um, and we still have um, our son, who is a senior in high school, who is still at home. Uh, but he will uh, be leaving soon um, to serve a mission for our church. Well, it sounds like you're staying very busy with new grandbabies and moving and <laughs> yes, and still yes. a teenager at home. Yes, yes. And, I, and I'm also a full-time author. So, and I'm currently uh, back at school uh, taking one class right now at BYU. So, Okay, so what are you going, what are you trying to do with school? Um, so, um, I'm an author and so Brandon Sanderson, who I don't know if you're familiar with, but, um, he is one of the best-selling authors in our country. Uh, he writes sci-fi fantasy and he teaches one class every, uh, once a year at BYU. Um, and so he had actually, it's like a two-part class. So there's one part that's a lecture that anybody can sign up and get into, and then the other part, you take the lecture, but uh, you also, if you get chosen, it's a fifth, only 15 people get in and it's a smaller group that he teaches and you split up into writing groups. It's more intensive and you have to, you actually have to write a novella for the class. Um, and so I got into that, um, the, the 15, the smaller group. And so I took it because I've always really, I've had this idea to write. I write, typically I write contemporary romance and um, uh, women's fiction, but I've had this idea for an urban fantasy for a really long time. And so I wanted to take the class to, um, to help me do that. Um, so anyways, so I got in and uh, I'm, yeah. That's exciting. That sounds, that sounds great. Yeah. Have you uh, always wanted to be an author? (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no. It's, I know it's so, I feel bad saying that because there's so many people that have always wanted to do that. (laughs) It never happens. But um, I just, I really, I've always, I've not always, but since I was a teenager, I've really loved to read. And then um, especially, 
um, when I was a mom, it was, you know, it was kind of like my treat to read. And um, so I love, love to read. Um, and, but I also really love to read romance, but romance is kind of tricky because, you know, some, I, I don't like to read erotica, <laughs> but yeah, yeah and so, it's hard to find clean romance. Yeah. And I also don't love, I mean, not that I don't love Christian romance or like the really squeaky clean romance, but, um, I kind of just wanted something that was a little more realistic, more in between. And there's just not, there wasn't a ton out there. And I just thought, well, maybe I could write a book. <laughs> so I love that. You just thought, well, maybe I'll try that. That's awesome. And I've read several of your books and they're excellent. Yeah. So I think that's amazing that you just thought, oh, I'm going to try this. You saw a need in the marketplace of something you wanted and then just created it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't, I didn't write anything till I was almost 40. Um, and I never did it with the intention of publishing either. So it was just more of a stress release for me at the time. And, um, and I'm, and I am really shy by nature. I don't like to be out. I don't like to be um, in front of, like, I don't know. I don't like to put myself out there per se. Like, I'm great in small groups and people that I really know. But um, so it was honestly my husband who really encouraged me to to publish because he thought my books were that good. Like, I just started writing and writing and writing. And um, anyways, so I started reading them to him and he was like, wow, these are so good. And so it was really at his encouragement that I did it. And then I, but I honestly never thought it would go anywhere. And it's just taken off a lot more than I ever imagined. So. Cause how many books have, have you published now? Um, I've published 29 and I'm just about ready to finish my 30th book this week. So. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Because yeah. I remember the first time I talked to you about writing, you were publishing your first and had already written your second and we were ready to publish that too, I think. Uh-huh. And yeah, and who knew? That wasn't that long ago either. Like how long ago? I, the, like when did you first publish? The first thing I published is in September of 2014. So about five and a half years ago. That's really fast then to be, have grown so much, don't you think? Or is that typical? Um, it's yeah, I it's it's pretty fast. I mean, there are some authors that I know that like they publish like a book like once a month, but they also write shorter books than I do. Um, and a lot of them typically write to market, so it, that means that's like whatever is like the hot trending type of things, like medical romances or billionaire things like that. Like so, they write to market. Um but I don't write to market. Um, and my books are typically longer. So, um, you know, some people are, I mean, which is totally fine. It's just, you know, a matter of preference. Um, but my books are typically longer, like 80,000 to a hundred thousand words, um, which typical romances are around 50 to 70,000. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's something I've appreciated about your books is that they're very well developed. You feel like, I feel like I know the characters in reading them, whereas a shorter book, you would, you know, there are fewer words, less chance to get to know the people. Right, right. Well, I feel so, like that. Yeah. So, um, plus you can't, you can't put a book out every month. You've got those cute little grandbabies, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So no, they're, um, I don't call them, I hate to say they're distractions because I don't feel like children are distractions at all, but they are just, yeah, I 
I don't write as much as I used to, especially now that I have grandbabies. Um, cause I, I want to spend the time. I mean, we've, you know, that was part of the reason we moved is so that we could, you know, spend time with them and our, and our kids. And we're just kind of trying to, you know, really enjoy this time. Cause we know that it's not going to last like this forever where we're all together. Um, and so it, we're just trying to treasure the little, you know, the time that we all have together. And it's been a lot of fun. Like we've really, it's just been so neat to, cause we haven't all been together since our daughter, our oldest daughter went to, to her freshman year in school. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, so how did, so, um, maybe play that out for me if you don't mind, like, how did that work out? Did you just tell your adult girls that you're moving closer by or were they like, please move closer by? Like, how did that go? Cause I'm, I'm just curious. And that's kind of a interesting dynamic that they're like, yeah, come on. Um, so, on uh, so honest, so all uh, we have, a, obviously our son who's, <laughs> was a senior, uh, it, this is his senior year and, um, we didn't plan on moving. We thought maybe, you know, after he graduated, my husband and I both work from home, so we pretty much can live anywhere we want in the country. Um, but we, you know, we really loved where we lived in Madison, Alabama. I mean, just loved the area, loved the people, loved the schools. I mean, pretty much we just loved everything, loved our house. And, but we just really felt like it was time to go. And, um, and we, uh, we didn't want to, and obviously, especially with our son, our, our son who had been so involved in musical theater there and just theater in general and, um, you know, had been, you know, the star and the lead and, um, you know, so coming to him and just saying, like, we really feel like we're supposed to move to Utah, uh, obviously, he was very much against the idea. And so we kind of just dropped it, but yet still just really felt like this is where we were supposed to be. And, um, you know, finally just went to him and last summer after, um, it was after my granddaughter was born and before my, uh, grandson was born and we were, all of us were going to go out and be here when my grandson was born and, um, just said, you know, this is not going away. Like, we just really feel like we're supposed to do this and we wouldn't ask you to do this, but you know, would you at least just pray about it? Like, this isn't something we would ever ask you to do. And, um, you know, he did pray about it and he took a week to pray about it. And, um, you know, a week later with tears in his eyes, he came back to me and said, we are supposed to go. And he said, I feel like our time is done here in Madison too. And, so it was a really hard, it was hard on all of us. It was a hard decision for him. Um, but, uh, I, it was like the best decision we ever made as hard as it was. Um, and he, uh, so we, uh, came, we, after my grandson was born, we came back and packed up and, uh, our house sold, um, our house wasn't even on the market for two days. It was went on Monday afternoon and sold. Oh, we got a full, wow. Yeah. Tuesday night. Wow. And yeah, it was crazy. And, um, and we didn't even know where we were going to live here. <laughs> so, um, so it was just it's like, I've never done anything so weird like that. I've usually very much like every hat thing has to be in place, but we just knew that it was something we were supposed to do. And 
So we ended up moving to Provo and uh, just renting an apartment here. And um, but we will be we're moving next week. We bought a house in Lehigh. And so but yeah, it's just been um, but being here, especially I think for my son, like being around his sisters and his sons and uh, his brother-in-law, his brothers-in-law um, is just and, and just in his niece and nephew it's just been so great for our family and so great for him. Like he's just grown in ways. And, um, he actually about a month ago, he just said something so profound that, um, that like, I didn't even really know, but he said that he said that God needed him to come here because it, it was the first time he had ever felt alone in his life. And the first time that he had to turn to God, Oh, wow. Yeah. And that, um, so, I mean, honestly, it's like, it's just been this incredible change for him. And so even though it was really hard for us to leave all of our family and or not, well, we do have some family there, but our friends who had become like family to us there and the community that felt like family, um, it was just absolutely the best thing to do for him. Um, and, and for us too, like we've just, like I said, you know, I being, I think being a parent and being a mom, like, I think that's something that always lives within you, like, no matter how old your kids are. And yeah, even even when they're adults, like they still need their mom and in different ways. Um, okay, so I think that is so remarkable that your son recognized that he needed an opportunity to learn to lean on God more. I think yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And if only for that reason that you moved, then it, I, I mean, I assume you would think, but it seems like it's totally worth it to me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, we, we sit here and like, sometimes like I'll get really homesick, but then I think like, I can't be home. I can't, I can't dwell on that because I feel like we've just received so many great blessings being here that it's hard to, it's hard to, um, you know, begrudge that. <laughs> yeah. But you still miss your friends and. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. Like I totally do. And you know, we bought this new home and, and I really love it and I'm sure it's going to be a great home. It's just, you know, buying a house in the South versus back West is a much different experience. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, homes in the South, you just get these big, beautiful homes for not a lot in here. I mean, the house is beautiful and it, it's honestly just as big as our other house, but we paid a lot more money. <laughs> for it, so. So. Well, prices are going up in the Madison area now too. It seems that everybody's caught wind that it's a good place to live and I they're know. moving there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it's yeah. Great, but. So, and were your, your girls excited that you were moving or were they kind of anxious Oh no, they Good. wanted us to like, yeah, they were so excited and, um, so happy. And, and I don't know if you caught that right before it cut out, but like, I just, you know, it's just a treasure. Like, it's so awesome to get to be the, you know, cause I feel like you're, once you're a mom, like you're always a mom and, and now I'm in the supporting role, um, you know, with being a grandma and, um, it's just been really neat. Like I'm busier than I've been in a really, really long time. And, um, which is, you know, which is good. Cause I, you know, it's, it, I love getting to see these little kids, my little grandbabies grow up. And, and again, like, I know it's not going to last forever. Um, I mean, Ashley and Spencer, my oldest daughter and her husband, they bought a house in Lehigh near us. So, um, 
so that's great. So we'll still be near them. But my youngest daughter, Kayla, and her husband, he's going to go to dental school. And we're hoping it will be here in Utah. But, you know, you never know with those things. So Right. Yeah. Right. So we'll- yeah, we were having similar conversations with my daughter as her husband's preparing for medical school in a year and kind of where that's going to be. And, yeah. You know, you can't make any permanent decisions when you know that they're kind of in a transitory yes. part of life, you know? Yeah. Yes, it's true. Yeah. yeah. So um, talk to me a little bit about what it was like to raise your three little kids. What were the things that you remember loving and what were the things that you remembered struggling with? Um, I, for me, I feel like, uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't one of those women that grew up wanting to be a mom. <laughs> like, like I was honestly kind of afraid of being mom just kind of because of the situation I had grown up in a, and as a, you know, and I was growing up and so I wasn't really sure like what kind of mom I would be. And, um, so I remember like really being terrified about being a mother and, um, our first daughter, like, I don't want to call her an accident. Like I just call it like a happy blessing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, so we'd only been married five months when I found out I was pregnant and that was not part of the plan. And I just remember crying so hard, like thinking like, I can't be a mom. And like, I barely even know how to be a wife. And I wasn't really ready for that. And I really just thought that I would have a big career and, um, I just, I just wasn't really prepared for it. And so, um, and, uh, but I remember when, um, I, when I did find out I was pregnant and then I, when we had the baby, like, like the minute they put that baby in my arms, like my life just completely changed a hundred percent changed. And, I just thought, why did, why was I ever afraid of this? <laughs> like, like this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like I never believed in love at first sight until I had a baby. And, um, Oh, I love that. <laughs> and yeah, like, and I just, Oh my gosh. Like I, I was, I just loved her so much. Like I, and I tried to go back to work and I just couldn't, like, I just couldn't leave her. And, um, I'm not to say that it was easy. It's, it's funny now watching my daughter, um, my oldest, she has a daughter, just like I had a daughter first and they are very similar in personality. And and so I, you know, watching some of the same insecurities of like, wow, this kid is so much Like, 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 she's so busy. She's so much like, I don't know if I have enough patience. And, um, I, I think I, that's probably what I really, I feel like I struggled with a lot, especially as a new mom, like, I was never like even growing up, like I didn't love babysitting. So I, I wasn't like, a, I didn't feel like I was so, like a super great little kid mom. Like I loved my kids so, so much. Like I've loved, like I never could imagine, but, um, I always felt, I always felt like a little, cause I wasn't, I wasn't like the crafty mom or the cute mom or, you know, like that always did all of these, you know, I tried to do some of those kind of things, but just wasn't me per se. And so like I struggled a lot with, you know, comparing myself to other moms um, and kind of probably beating myself up a little too much for, you know, not being the kind of mom I thought I should be. But, you know, now that I look back and I feel like, oh, my kids have grown up and they've all turned out to be really incredible human beings. And I don't know how much I had to do with that, but I think, well, I must not have done too bad of a job. (laughs) 
right? So you obviously so, didn't mess them up too much, right? So yeah, like, and they I are. Mean, your kids are wonderful. So they, yeah, we used to tease that like we're not saving for college; we're saving for therapy bills. So. Um, you know, so I don't know, but I feel like I, I wish that I, I wish, and I, and I do, and I know that this is just something about my personality. Like, I wish that I probably would have just let go of some things, um, for me personally and for them too. just let them, instead of trying to maybe micromanage some of the things I wish I would have just let go a little bit more and, um, you know, just you're just always anxious though, that you want them to have every, you know, the best of everything and take care of everything. And, um, so, but I, I don't know. I love being a mom. Like I, gosh, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. And I still love being a mom now that Justin's getting ready to leave. Like I, I'm really not sure how I feel about that being. And I mean, just to be empty nesters, that's, yeah, I, that's going to be for me. So so do you have some plans to overcome the empty nest? <laughs> um, well, I mean, obviously I'll be writing and I feel like, um, but um, I've, I've got some conferences that I'll be going to and um, this Thanksgiving, my, so my husband and I will be by ourselves this Thanksgiving because our, it's not our year for Thanksgiving with our girls and because um, they'll be with their in-laws and um, so Jeremy and I are like, well, I guess we'll go on a trip. Like, let's go on a trip. Let's go do something that maybe we wouldn't normally do on a Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, and my husband's like, he's doing Spartan races and things like that. And um, so I'm sure that we'll be kept busy. And I'm grateful that I'm near my grandbabies right now. Cause I feel like that'll lessen the blow of it all. So, right. And you can celebrate with them on a different day since you're so close. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have them for Christmas. So that'll be a lot of fun. And so that'll be great. Yeah. So what kind of encouragement do you try and give your girls or that maybe you can't give them because you don't want to overstep, but that you could give somebody who's kind of struggling the same way you did in terms of feeling adequate and trying to take care of everything and feeling overwhelmed? You know, I, with my girls, like, you know, my, both my grandbabies have been sick for a little bit here this last little while. And, you know, when you're up at night and you're just, you know, and you get irritable and things like that, and you just feel like you feel bad because you're irritable, but you love this little innocent baby so much and it's not their fault. And, you know, I just try to tell them like, they're, you know, I just always try to tell them whenever I can, like, you are doing such a good job. Like you are, you know, you're such a good mom and, um, like, I just feel like I think that you're right though. I think that I wish all of us would have a little, a little grandma or mentor mom sitting on our shoulders saying, you're doing a really good job. It, yeah. You're tired. It's okay, but you're doing a really good job. Yeah. So I that you're doing that for your girls. Yeah. Um, so any other words of wisdom or advice or thoughts that you have for new moms or new grandmas? Um, oh gosh, you know, I think, you know, I think like everything, right? Like just try to enjoy the journey um, and enjoy all the little moments because it just goes so fast. Tells you that, but, and I don't, and you know, but also to know that 
you know what, there are going to be parts you don't really enjoy. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, that's just life. Like it's, it is not fun staying up all night or, you know, or when your toddler smacking you in the face or, you know, like you just want five minutes to yourself like that, that is, you know, that, that is hard. And, but, you know, like I, you know, I tell my daughters, like, it's just, but the thing is, is that when you get to the end, it's going to make you love them so much more like that service that you've given them. It's a love there's, I just don't feel like there's anything like a mother's love. Um, it's such a, it's such a different kind of love, but it's that, you know, when you're serving somebody like that day in and day out for 18 years or, you know, or whatever, um, it, it's, um, it, I I just feel it bonds you in a way that is just, it's incredible. I feel as moms and women, like that's, that's something that we get that's unique to be um, and, and uh, a woman that, that not everybody gets. And it's such a, it's just a, to me, I just think it's such a wonderful blessing. And sometimes you don't really recognize it. I think sometimes when you're, when you're in the trenches of it, but when your kids get older, you do recognize that. And, and the neat thing is, is that that relationship, if you built it over time as their mother and it, it grows into this really beautiful friendship, um, that I, like, I just treasure, I treasure, I treasure that friendship now that I have with my children. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that perspective. Cause I think you're right. It's when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to, it's hard to remember that, but it does go by fast and it is so worth every effort. Yeah. And I would say that every tired mom that's been up all night is probably doing way better than she thinks she is. Yes. Yeah. And then like in a child's perspective is different than ours, right? Like I feel like they, they look at it and they just think like they just love their mommies or their daddies or, you know, and, and we don't see that perspective and we don't really get that perspective until they're grown and can really verbalize it or, or when they've grown up, grown up and they've had their own children and they can appreciate that. And so it's hard sometimes because, you know, it's not like an, a, an office job where somebody and say, Hey, good job on that project. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a very delayed payday. Yes, it really is. It really is like those delayed kudos, but, um, but it, it's honestly for me now being a mom, it's really neat from when my, when my kids tell me like, thank you, like, thank you for like, you know, they remind me of things that I did that I don't even remember. And I was yeah. oh, like, and so that's neat because they remember things that you won't remember, but that meant so much to them. Yeah. And then you can just be thankful that you were trying. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, I super, super appreciate all of your wisdom and insight and just the happy, faithful, hopeful way that you look at things. So thank you for sharing your perspective. And um, where can people find your fantastic books? I'm on Amazon. So or they can go to my website at jenniferpeel.com. Or just again, I'm on amazon.com and they can type in Jennifer Peel and all my books will come up and they're in ebook and paperback. And I do have some audio books too. So they're on um, Audible as well. And that's fantastic. Yeah. Were you going to say something else, and oh, no. oh, and iTunes—they're on iTunes as well. So nice. Yeah. Well, 
Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I highly recommend your books to anybody who just would like a happy book to read to feel good about life. So thanks again for joining me today and make it an epic day. Didn't you just love my conversation with Jennifer? Wow, she's so positive and insightful. You can just tell that she loves her children. We had a few technical difficulties in that recording, so I hope that it wasn't too jumbled for you, but I so appreciate all the time that she spent, and I definitely encourage you to go check out her books. Make it an epic day. Tune in next week when I speak with my dear friend, Sarah Combs. She and I have known each other for years, and she is such an inspiration to me. She has four children, two of which have muscular dystrophy, and she talks to us about all the challenges and miracles that she sees in her everyday life. It's an episode you won't want to miss. See you then.